You know, I get the privilege of giving a few minutes of uh, introductory message for Steve and Heather, uh, good friends of mine. And I think it would be meaningful and uh, hopefully insightful to know how I believe I met them. You know, my memory is always hazy on these things, uh, but I believe it goes this way. I was working out, which is a rare occurrence at the Wellness Center, so that was a miracle in and of itself. So I was there, and we know God's providence was in it. So I'm there, and I'm looking around, and I see this little spitfire of a lady just going to town on the elliptical. And because I had heard about Heather, I had already met many people who knew Heather. I had heard many stories about what Heather was doing in this community. The spirit is an amazing thing. And first of all, there's not that many spitfires like that. But I, I bet that's Heather Holsenback. Do you remember that? I'm getting a nod, yes. And we got to speak and we got to talk and it was a blessing. And it's been a blessing since then. So I believe I met Heather first and then it wasn't too many months later. So I'll tell you something else about Steve and I. I walk into a Starbucks. I'm at a Starbucks getting a cup of coffee and the conversation behind me created a situation which again, I can't place my finger on it. But I turned around and I see this guy. It was something about time, or I don't know. You point to his watch. It was um, Nicole's. Nicole Bojanak. Yeah, it was. You had Nicole Bojanak's wristband on, and I look around and I look at this guy, and we said, "I bet this is Steve Holsenback," because I had heard about Steve. I had heard what Steve had been doing. There were people coming to the sanctuary because of Stephen Heather. I had heard from others at Akron General and Children's Hospital, which I believe those two hospitals will never be the same by God's grace. I think that whole story there hopefully will be a springboard for us this morning to show us that the road to Mali begins here. For somebody I had never met, to be able to know who they were based on some sight, some sound, some vision that tells you something about them and their relationship with Christ. And we're here to talk about Christ and what he can do through us. Let's pray together briefly. Father God, we are so thankful that you use vessels, that you use us in all of our differences, in all of our uniqueness, in all of our separateness to bring us back onto one thing, the knowledge of you and the proclamation of your saving grace. Lord, we ask forgiveness this morning for our weakness. We ask forgiveness this morning for our sin. But we look, Lord, thankfully that you have sought to gather us together. You have organized us in such a way that we can open up your word. We can fellowship with you directly in your spirit. And we can proclaim you as our risen Lord. And we intend to do that this morning by your help. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Turn with me to Luke chapter 24. We will be taking a look at two of Luke's thoughts. Luke chapter 24, a few verses, and Acts chapter 1 as Luke continued on in the Acts of the Apostles. And as you're turning there, the question that kind of came to my mind and that I was just kind of thinking through is how would you or I feel if God started a work, if God himself got it going, and then he said, okay, now you finish it. I got it going 
I'm giving it to you. Don't worry, I'll be around. I will be with you, but I am delegating the furtherance and the continuance of my work, of my ministry to you. We have been delegated Jesus' own ministry. Jesus came to testify about himself that he is the way, the truth, and the life, as we sang, that he is God Almighty. If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. I am here to testify, to give witness, to bear witness of myself. And then Jesus gave us his ministry. And he said, you will now be my witnesses. We act on his behalf with and through his Holy Spirit. Luke chapter 24, starting in verse 45. And then he, the he being Jesus, then he opened their minds, the disciples, to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead. And that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Jump ahead with me to Luke's second book in Acts, chapter 1. Let us read the first eight verses. In the first book, what we just read, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. To them he presented himself alive after his sufferings by many proofs appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. May God bless the reading of his word. What do we have here? We're breaking it down into four categories for us. We have a person, we have a purpose, we have a power, and then we have a place. The person is Jesus Christ Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and he said to them, thus it is written that the Christ, that Christ, that I should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead and that repentance and forgiveness of sin should be proclaimed in my name to all nations. What we have here is a person. What we proclaim is a person. It is Jesus Christ. The mission that we are on, we give it names. We call churches by name. We have Lakeside Christian Church. Here we're going to the hospital. We have you know, Canaan Land Ministries. We have First Glance with Sarah. We have all these things. But the mission is not what it is about. The mission is there about the person of Jesus Christ. 
And we are here to testify about his life, his death, and his resurrection. Being a witness basically means knowing something. We are witnesses to something. We have a knowledge of, or therefore, another way of saying it, we are truth tellers. We are telling the truth whereof we know and whereof we're convinced. And by the grace of God, we can tell all those we come in contact with that we know the truth, that Jesus Christ was a man, God-man, came down, suffered and died, shed his blood, went into the grave, had the power over the grave, rose up, showed himself to many witnesses and by many proofs, taken up into heaven and is alive and well today, waiting for us, building his church and going to come again. It is a person and it is Jesus. He left us with a purpose to take on his work, his commission. You know, a couple of the young guys say that they are general in the Lord's army. Asher loves to say that if you get to know Asher. We are volunteers in the Lord's army, and we have a purpose. In verse 48, you are witnesses of these things. If we're turning in Acts, verse 8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses. The final words that Christ had for his disciples, the final words that Luke is recording for us, what he kicks off all of Acts with, the entire basis of the Acts of the Apostles is in that verse, that you will be my witnesses. This is it. This is what it is all about. If you want a purpose in your life, don't look for it. It's been given to us. What a blessing. We are to take on Christ's commission himself. It's a little overwhelming, I know, because with Christ doing it, we're like, I've got a lot of confidence. Are you sure, Lord, you're going to use us? I know a little bit about myself, and I'm not always that dependable. But he is, and we are on his purpose. And therefore, he is so kind to us because he said that he will give us the power. Verse 49, and behold, I'm sending the promise of my father upon you. But stay in the city until you are clothed with power. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. If the task seems daunting, if it seems confusing, if it seems overwhelming, it is no coincidence that our Father, when he says, you will be my witnesses, he follows up with, and I will give you the power. I will give you power. We walk around so many times like people without any power, as if we're not plugged in. Friends, the Holy Spirit, God's own words restored for us, is that we have the power. Your homework assignment is to go home and think about the word power and what it really means and what something that is powerful can accomplish. The guys that use tools around us, you hear them once in a while, they're like, man, if I just had a powerful tool for the job, the Holy Spirit is built for this job. The Holy Spirit from all eternity is here to partner with us, to grant us access to his power for his glory, 
to this world. And then the last point for us was place. We always talk so much about this. Where? Where do we go? How do I do this? Where where should I do? I wonder where the Lord is calling me. Without me sounding too trite, much much of that is silly questions that I believe that the devil himself wants us to be tempted with. We sit and think and debate about the where when God has told us. Where did he say each time here? Start in Jerusalem, which is another way of saying start right where you're at. Start right here. Wherever you're standing, start right here. Wait for the Spirit and then go to Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost part of the earth. If God was saying that to us right now, he'd say, start in Bath, start in Copley, start in Fairlawn, start in Stowe. And if you're going to go, then go to Greater Akron. And once you're really solid, go on to Summit County, go into Northeast Ohio, then go, go wherever you want, go to Mali. But start right here. Henry Ward Beecher said, if a man cannot be a Christian in a place where he is, he cannot be a Christian anywhere. I'm guessing if I really thought about it, I could think of somebody who gave their life to Christ and quickly and immediately went somewhere abroad. I'm sure I could come up with that, and I'm sure it would be inappropriate by God's grace in that circumstance. About a thousand to one, I think I can show you the story of how somebody is converted by God's grace, proclaiming the message of Jesus Christ right where they're at. Look what's happened to me. I was dead and now I'm alive. I was blind and now I can see. Let me tell you the story. Let me tell you what's going on. And as God is working in their heart and as things happen and God leads the way, roads open and doors turn. And as we develop in God's grace, he asks some of us, You've done your work here. Are you now willing to go? Are you now willing to go? I think the story that we're going to hear today, The Road to Mali, is going to tell us this story. And the reason I'm so thankful that Steve and Heather have joined us here, because this is what we need to be encouraged about. Sometimes we think, oh, missions, that's not for me. I can't go there. But we're on the mission We are on the mission. And he says, start in Jerusalem. Start right here. It's one team. We might be playing offense or defense or left tackle or whatever team we're on. We're all, but we're one team doing different parts. And right now we are on the same mission as Steve and Heather. And they're going to share with us how what we do here is the same gospel. We're saying there's the same Christ to the same souls about the same God. And by his grace, we can even do it at the same time with a little time change. I ask you to keep in mind the person of Jesus, the purpose of his commission that he's granted to us, the power that we have in the Holy Spirit. And if somebody came across us, would people say that they've heard about us, that others have heard about us because of the proclamation that Jesus is getting through us and in our lives? As I share a prayer, I'm going to ask Stephen Heather to come on up as I just share a prayer in closing on this. Father God, we thank you that you are alive and well. We thank you that you loved us. We thank you that you came and grafted us into your kingdom. And we thank you, Lord, that we can serve you. 
I ask a particular blessing right now for Steve and for Heather and for Canaan Land Ministries and for Sarah at first glance and all those, Lord, who are called into your care and who are called to proclaim. And I pray a prayer for Lakeside and I pray a prayer for the Christian churches around, the people that couldn't be here, Lord. Let us be a people on a mission creating the acts of God in our lives. We give glory to you, Lord, and thank you for it. In Jesus' name, we humbly pray.